Numbers 21, beginning at verse 4. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? <coughs> For there is no bread, and neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten when he looketh upon it shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon the pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And that's where we'll stop reading right there. And preacher, that's Old Testament stuff. What's that got to do with the day we live in? Well, if you read about the people here, they sound a whole lot like us. And uh, God had given them victory after victory, but the way got a little hard, and they began to complain. Friend, he's been too good to me and you for us to complain in any way, shape, or form. We could have been burning in hell right now, but the Lord has had mercy on us. It could have been one of our families that's lost loved ones this week, but he's had mercy upon us. And I'm here to tell you today, God is good. He's good to me and he's good to you. And he will be good to our country if we worship and praise him. But I'm afraid we've got to the point in this day and age to where we're a whole lot like the children of Israel were in this scripture. They begin to mumble and complain against the Lord. Well, preacher, and, and I know people say, and I've heard it, they say, well, he'll bring me through this like he did Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. Are you sure you want him to? Are you sure you want him to? Because if you read that scripture, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't sidestep the fire. They didn't get out of it just because they were God's children. They didn't avoid it. Yeah, they stood and watched as the mightiest men of Babylon fell, fell aside and died just from the heat of that furnace. But they weren't excused just because they were God's children they still had to go through the burning, fiery furnace. God is not going to excuse you and me. We'll still have to go through trials and temptations. We'll still have to face things that we wish we'd have never had to face. 
We'll still have to go through things we wish we'd have never had to go through. But the difference is, He will go with me. Aren't you glad? Now here, and I'll get to this scripture I read here in a minute, but I just want to say this. <coughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, don't tell me they weren't afraid. They were human. They watched those men fall off and fell in their bound. And don't tell me they weren't afraid. But they, they trusted the Lord and the Lord brought them through. If we're going to get through what we're going through in this day and age, we're going to have to trust the Lord. Now, it looks like that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had all hope gone. They were bound. They were cast in the furnace and no way out. And I'm sure the king of Babylon thought they had burned to a crisp. But he was, <coughs> but he was blessed. <coughs> he was blessed with, with the grace to get to go up at the edge of the furnace and look over in there. And he was astonished and said, Did we not cast in three men to the burning fiery furnace? For lo, I see four, and the fourth is like unto the Son of Man. We may have to walk through the fire. We may have to face this virus. We may have to do things we wish we'd have never thought of. But I'm here to tell you, Go anyway, and the Lord will go with you. All right. The people begin to grumble because the way got a little hard. They said, You brought us out here. There's no bread, there's no water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. They even despised what God had given them. That's the day we're living in. Men and women don't, don't appreciate the things, the blessings that God puts in their lives. Well, preacher, this is the good old USA. God loves the good old USA, does He? Oh, we're a God-fearing nation, are we? Whenever we say that killing babies is alright, we're not God-fearing. Whenever that we say... <clears throat> That, that, that the homosexual behavior is acceptable and it's all right and that's okay and we don't have to, we shouldn't say anything against that. Read about over there where they went into the city of Sodom and they destroyed it because of the men's behavior and we're saying that behavior is okay in our day and age. We're not God-fearing. Whenever that we could do things contrary to God's Word and we're offended by God's Word, we're not God-fearing. And until we get to our knees and beg God to help our country, to help our people, to help our nation, to help our home, to help our church, to help our schools, until we cry out, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and seek my face and turn, listen, we want God to bless America, but we don't want to turn from sin. He said to turn from their wicked ways, only then would he heal for here from heaven and heal our land. I know we got a vaccine on the way. That wouldn't just science. That wouldn't just human ingenuity. God had a hand in that too. 
And if it gets to good old East Tennessee, it'll be by the grace of God that I'm able to take it. But friend, we've got a trial to go through until we get there. We're going to have to walk through a valley or two, and we're going to have to have God to get through it. And if we want God to bless us and we want God to help us, then we're going to have to depend on Him. We're going to have to turn back to Him. If he, we want God to bless America again, listen, just any behavior is not okay. Just everything we conceive and we think, you know what the Bible says? Every way of man is right in his own eyes. You know what the rest of that verse said? Hell is never full. And every way of man is right in his own eyes. We're able to justify about anything in this day and age except living right. We're able to justify about anything in this day and age except living godly. We're able to justify about anything in this day and age except lifting up the name of the Lord and living for Him. Oh, it's okay to go into church on Sunday, but I want to do what I want to do the rest of the week. Well, God is still God on Monday. God is still God on Tuesday. I owe Him all that I have, and so I'll thank Him every day of the week. All right. Read this with me. God didn't accept their behavior, did He? And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. Well, preacher, I just can't get into this Facebook services. I just can't get into this outdoor services. It just cramps my style. And I've heard preachers complain. Thanks be to God if I can stand in the middle of the highway and lift up the name of the Lord. I want to praise Him anywhere. Friend, He didn't want me. It don't have to be at my convenience. Let me tell you, just give you a little anecdote. For about a month before we came back in the building here, we had services outside. And I was standing outside preaching one day and there was a motorcycle pulled in across the highway here. He turned his motorcycle off and he sat there and listened to the whole service. I don't know who he was. I don't know if he was saved. I don't know what his, his stance with Christian life was, but I know that he heard the gospel that day. That's one more that wouldn't have if we'd have stayed indoors. I heard down at Brown's Chapel, they went outside for a while and the preacher was preaching. And there was a little boy that had never been to church. He's pulled up on his bicycle. He sat in park to listen to the preaching. Maybe the, the seed of salvation was sowed that day. I'm here to tell you, God has a way of getting His Word out. And if it takes me preaching outside, if it takes me preaching in the ditch, if it takes me preaching in the hog pen, He never told me it would always be comfortable. But He did tell me to preach the Word. So how did God 
treat this rebellious behavior the same way he's going to treat ours. Listen. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. If what's going on right now has not got your attention as the church of the living God, something's wrong. Friends, I'm afraid we're losing some of the best and the brightest. Maybe I made mention in the prior of Brother Danny Hall. Now, he wasn't a member here, but he came and visited quite often. He was a song leader and a leader of the church up there at Edgemont Church of God. His beliefs differed than mine, but I believe with all my heart that he loved me. And I loved him. And I wasn't special to him because he loved everybody. And that's the kind of people that we're losing. That's the kind of people, the saints of God, that's been steadfast for many and many years. That's the kind of people that we're losing. And we want to complain because we can't do things the way we want them done. We want to complain because God just don't wipe this out. We want to complain. Oh, listen, preacher. Now listen to me. We get what we deserve. God is a paymaster. And if we've not worked, we won't get paid. All right. The Lord sent fiery serpents. And so the people begin to talk to Moses and beg him to pray that God would take away the fiery serpents. Let me read it to you. And said, we have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord. That's the first step. We need to acknowledge where we're at and where we need to be. Not everything is okay. Not everything is all right. And let me just cover this right here. Well, preacher, I'm a good church member. I attend church every time the doors are open. I give faithfully. I participate in the church. All have sinned. Why, that includes me. That includes you. All have sinned and come short. Praying to the Lord that He take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And guess what? The Lord did not take the serpents away. He didn't. But He made a way when they came into contact with the serpents that they could be healed. He made a way when they realized where they were and the danger that they were in. He made a way that they could get what they needed. So He told Moses, instructed him to make his own fiery serpent and put it up on a pole and any man that was bit by one of the fiery serpents, all he had to do, he didn't have to spend years repaying the debt that he owed of sin. 
He didn't have to spend years in servitude to make things right for the wrongs that he had done. He didn't have to go get a certain elixir or have a certain psychiatrist talk to him. But when he had been bitten by the serpent and was in danger of death, all that he had to do was look to the fiery serpent that was lifted up. Now let's go to the New Testament for just a few minutes and I'll be done. In John chapter 3, verse 14, it says this, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. For God sent not His Son of the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, I'm here to tell you today, we're in danger in this day and age. We're in trouble. And men are living in sin. Men are not paying a bit of attention to what God's direction for their life is. They need to acknowledge that they're sinners and look to the only place that there's help and that's at Calvary where Jesus is lifted up for sinners like you and I. <coughs> it's really simple. It all goes back to Calvary. I know this is Christmas. We just celebrated the birth of Christ. There's a reason he had to be born. He had to be born because he had to die. And he had to die because he had to live. <clears throat> you know the story of Jesus. How they punished him, how they beat him. And then they marched him up Calvary's hill. Nailed him to the cross and hung him between the heavens and the earth. That was my salvation and your salvation hanging right there. The answer to all of life's problems is right there. He bowed his head. He gave up the ghost. He said it is finished. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus went and begged his body. They prepared it as the manner the Jews was to bury. They put it in a buried tomb whenever a man was never laid. They sealed it up with a stone and they put soldiers there to guard it. Jesus died. But you know what all he did? He also lived. He arose on the third and appointed one. What happened when he got up out of the grave? Listen, friend. He didn't need the stone to be rolled away. He was Christ. He was God's only begotten Son. He could have just walked through the stone if he wanted to. But the stone had to be moved away so you and I would believe. The angel came and rolled the stone away. And he told Mary, he said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He's not here for his risen. O grave, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ. That's the answer. I'm here to tell you there's nothing He can't do. I know we're facing hard times right now. 
And I guess this virus has hit us hard in the past couple of weeks right here in our area as it has since it's been around. And I'm concerned. I want you to know that. I want to keep everybody safe. But I want to keep the gospel going out. I want sinners to still hear the word of God. Because hell is much more serious than COVID. Did you know that? You might get over COVID. You'll never get out of hell. It's an awful, awful place. But even in 2020, there's still hope. Jesus is still saving. And he'll still save you if you'll ask. The Lord didn't take the serpents away. He just made a way of healing. Friend, you may be eat up with sin. You need to look to the only place that your hope is in. That's in Jesus. David said, I will look into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. Don't you think it's about time that we looked in the right direction for our help? We've looked to politics and look where that's got us. We've looked to science and it sounds like it's right. It sounds like they're saying all the right things. But they can't put it from their point of view to our arm. It may be on its way, and I hope that it is. But until then, shouldn't we look to the only place that we need to look for our help? Shouldn't we look for the one that's brought us through the fire before? Shouldn't we look to the one that's helped us through each trial we faced in life? Shouldn't we look to the one that when we are lost and undone and afraid to die and go to hell, that he intervened and spoke peace to our soul? Shouldn't we look to the one that we know has all the answers? I'm telling you today, friend, we need to trust in the Lord. We need to call on him. We need to give him our life. I'm afraid we've pitter-pattered around. We've given him what we want him to have, and we've used the rest of it for ourselves. That's not what God wants. The Bible says, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Preacher, that's pretty verse. You have the key term in there is all. Have you given him all? Have you really trusted him with it? Are you going to be like the three Hebrew children? Even so, we'll not bow. We'll go on believing and even though you may have to walk through the fire, you're still going to trust the Lord. That's what we need to be. That's what we need to be doing. Because, friend, this life is short. I don't know who the next one to leave this world is. It might be me. But I'm here to tell you today, if I do, I'm just going to look up. I'll be at rest for a little while, and then he'll call my name. And I'll go home to be with him. So if I don't make it, I'll meet you over there. I said it before, I'll say it again. We're losing a lot of good people. A lot of godly people. 
And when I look around, I have trouble seeing folks that are going to step in their, foot, in their footprints. When I look around, I have a lot of trouble finding people that are going to step up, step in, and say, yeah, count me. I'll go. If you really want to please the Lord, be willing to do what he'd have you to. All right. We may have to go through some things, folks. But we need to trust the Lord because he's got our answer. He's got the only way through this, and that's just to trust in him. I love you. Remember the service next Sunday morning at 11. Come on out. You don't even have to get out of your car. We'll have a frequency you can tune to and hear the, hear the singing and hear the preaching. You can stay nice and warm in your car and stay safe and not get exposed to the virus or anything else. And you can still worship. We had some good services here. I seen some shouting out in the parking hall. See, these walls aren't nothing. These pews mean nothing. We're the church. And when we really come together, it don't matter where we're at. God will be there with us. So come on out next Sunday and be with us at 11. We'll be preaching on the porch and having a little service. We get to get together. I may, there may be a windshield between me and you, but I can see you and still love you. And you can see me. Until next Sunday, God bless you.